Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Playoff Football, no relation, NFL podcast, Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, Happy New Year. How you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah, doing good, man. Exciting time. Um, you know, I, I kind of like this time a lot from a reporter's perspective because there's a lot of news going on with the hirings and firings and playoffs coming around. So today, I think the plan is to talk about these job openings, and then we're going to predict our playoff choices, and then we're going to talk about this weekend's game. So we've got a lot going on. Six openings, and they are, in you know, the Rams, Bills, Jaguars early, Rams, and then 49ers Chargers on Sunday night, and then Gary Kubiak resigns on Sunday night. I think that was the big surprise. There is no such thing as Black Monday this year. I, I guess some jobs could open, but right now we're at six. Who's what's what's your best? Excuse me. What's your best opening right now of those six? Yeah, and on a different podcast, I really went into each one and I acted as if I was a, a head coaching candidate and strengths and weaknesses of all of them. And I think my final rankings went Denver. San Diego, Jacksonville, Buffalo, L.A., and then a distant sixth is the Niners. You know, the only difference we have is Buffalo and the Rams flipped around. And remember, when Jeff Fisher was fired three weeks ago, everybody was saying what a great job that was. And it might be okay, but I have it four, you have it five. That's what stands out to me, that there's some good jobs out there, and that's kind of rare. Yeah, I think that's true. And Buffalo's scary. I mean, I think you could make an argument either way. As you know, Buffalo, considering the Tyrod Taylor situation, the things I don't like about the Rams are no first-round pick. You know, mm-hmm. is Goff a hit or not? I don't think we know that, but early returns are not favorable. You know, I think that's safe to say. Um, you really need to rebuild an offensive line, and no first-round pick, and you don't have, and you know, mediocre amount of cap space, from what I understand. So, you know, you, and Gurley may not be what we expected him to be either. So the two foundation pieces, Gurley and Goff, Goff, right, may not be, may not be, you know, top-level talent. So, you right. know, I mean, everybody's saying LA is a, a being in LA is a big, you know. Positive, I don't know. I mean, Cronky, he certainly had patience with his last quarterback, last coach. But I, you know, I think there's better jobs than the Rams. Um, Broncos, pretty juicy job, though, isn't it? For sure. I mean, they were Super Bowl champs just a year ago. So I mean, mm-hmm. less than less than a year ago, they they hoisted the Lombardi. 
Uh, I think, you know, uh, patient ownership, uh, that's certainly encouraging there. I think working with Elway is a positive, although, you know, some of these jobs maybe you could come in and have more say in personnel than you would in Denver. I mean, that's going to be Elway's gig. Um, quarterback problems, though. You know, I mean, right now they don't have a great quarterback, so some of that would depend on what are your thoughts on Lynch now and when he was coming out in the draft. Do you have a conversation with Elway is, you know, might we be in the Romo market this offseason? And it is a good job, but that's a tough division. Um, they need to fix their running game, and they need to fix their run defense. So it's not perfect. Well, yeah, well, I mean, well, right. nothing is, but, you know, you keep Wade. They have $40 million in cap room, which is middle of the road this year, but if you have $40 million, you can do some things. And uh, you know, you fix that. You, you help the running game, and, and I don't think the I don't think the quarterback situation is that dire. Because what if the coach that comes in say, "Hey, you know, I had Lynch ranked really high, and I, I think I can work with him." Because we don't know mm-hmm. if he. I don't think his first year is a disappointment that Lynch didn't play much. I, I think that was the plan all along. No, I hundred percent agree, and and I do think that Simeon has proven too that. Even if Lynch isn't ready for week one next year, he can hold down the fort and have a similar output like they did this year and hopefully give him a little bit more of a running game to lean on. But, you know, injuries happen to everybody. But, you know, yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, you're a little closer to those guys than I am. I mean, to me, Shanahan there seems just like the perfect fit of all time. And then you keep Wade and go from there. Yeah, I mean, that's I've been kind of pushing that. Um you know, there's been talk for a long time that maybe Papa Shanahan and Elway don't have the greatest relationship anymore. Um, but I don't know if that would matter to to the kid. I mean, you know, hey, I'm ready. This is a place that I know very well. I, I know, and he's part of the Kubiak coaching tree as well. Kyle is, and so he's going to know a lot of people on this staff. So there's going to be continuity here, and I think continuity is paramount when you have a coach leave unexpectedly. So, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot to like. You know, it's funny. And Broncos may be the best job opening. Josh McDaniels might be the best candidate, but there's no way in hell that's going to happen because it already was a major disaster. But, you know, you don't see that happen very often where a guy who's hot again and then is like, well, we're, we're scratching this one out because, you know, it was it was a bomb. But yeah, I do like, I do like Shanahan with the Broncos. Who do you think the Chargers should go after? See, I'm not great with knowing what these guys bring to the table because, and I'm not avoiding the question or not doing the homework. But it's such a jump from coordinator to head coach that just you know, for Shanahan, for example, like just because he X's and O's things up well and he's getting the most out of Matt Ryan and. You know, they're the best offense in the league. Does that mean he's a leader of a franchise? You know, like, I don't know how any of us know that without knowing the people really well or at least spending the day interviewing them in these extensive interview processes. Um, So I'm not avoiding the question, but it comes up every year, and it's one of the things in my job I'm always least comfortable talking about is, do you think Terrell Austin's going to be a good head coach? I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's like why there's done. so many of them aren't good coaches. That's why there's so right. much turnover. You know, much even the guys that are interviewing don't get it right about half the time. 
Yeah, no question. I mean, again, it's it's a much different skill set. I mean, you're not grinding away at tape or coaching up people as much anymore. You're overseeing things. You're a CEO. You're dealing with media. You're dealing with that kind of stuff. And uh, it is a lot of people hit their head on the ceiling of being a coordinator. Right. Yeah, interesting. I kind of, you know, Matt Patricia is interviewing with the Chargers. I kind of, I have mm-hmm. a feeling about him. I don't know him, but I have a feeling he might be a good head coach. And I know that Belichick branches usually aren't good head coaches. That's a good young defense in San Diego, and he's obviously done a nice job with that defense. That could be a nice fit, and you keep Wisenhunt with Rivers. That could be a quick fix type situation. Yeah, I do like that. That's a good. That's a good call. He's supposedly brilliant, from what I understand too. Um, uh, I was kind of. I kind of feel bad that San Diego got fired. You know, I thought there was good things going on there. I liked both. I, I thought that in terms of the offense and the defense were both well coached. I mean, maybe he wasn't a great head coach on game day. And they lost a lot of close games, but. That's not a bad job either, man. I mean, who, the, the whole moving situation, are they going to be in L.A. or where are they going to play, is looming, and that's a negative. But you get a quality quarterback, a high-quality quarterback. You get Jason Verrett back, and you get you know Allen back, and Gordon. And, you know, the, that team doesn't have a ton of needs. You know, I, I would beef up the O-line a little bit, maybe out of safety. But I think Bosa's a star. That That would be a very attractive job to me. Yeah, yeah, we both have a number two for a reason, so I, I think it's good stuff. We'll talk more about that the hires as they come in next week and in the following week. But let's, you know, talk about the football that's to be played. Um, I wanted to we'll predict the playoffs, and not just this weekend, but each way um, as we did before the season in our prediction. So let's start with um, the AFC, which I think is the least entertaining of the two. I, I think every team in the NFC has a at least a, a chance. It may not be a big chance, but I could see a scenario where each team in the NFC goes goes through. I only think there's three teams in the AFC. So <clears throat> let's start with the AFC. Let's go with three against six. Patriots excuse me, Steelers against Dolphins. Who wins that game? I like Pittsburgh pretty big in this one, and I know Miami steamrolled them a while back, but I think Pittsburgh's a much better defense now. They're much better at home. Ben's much better at home. Uh, This Dolphins defense has not played well lately, um, and they're really lacking talent in their back seven. Um, I've said this a few times that, the one thing I disagree with what you said is I don't think the Lions have any chance to go. And I know we haven't okay. gotten to see yet. But I kind of look at the Lions and the Dolphins and think there's always a team or two in the playoffs that should more or less just be happy to get there. <laughs> you know, the, mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like Miami and Detroit fit that category, that they didn't back in. Well, Detroit kind of did. Um, you know, They finished season strong, especially Miami. But and things are – Looking up there, you know, especially once Tannehill comes back and they get him and Gase looks like a, a winner, um, need to fix some things to really be a competitor next year. But I don't see them making a lot of noise at all in the AFC. And, and I'm with you. I really do think there's three teams in the AFC. And, in fact, I would probably draw – I would say Patriots, draw a line. Chiefs and Steelers are about the same to me. Draw a line. 
and then everybody else is junk. But I would say Miami is better than the game we're going to get to, which is rough. But unfortunately, that's yeah, injury, it's, it's sad. Uh, and and I, I think Pittsburgh wins that game too. Raiders, Raiders, Houston. I mean, somebody had a great tweet today. It was Greg Rosenthal with NFL Network said, "This is the first playoff game ever that has zero playoff implications." <laughs> <laughs> that was sad but brilliant. Sad and, but brilliant. And what's worse is then you win that game and you go to New England. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, so the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots are the one that really, they're the team that won out of this, is, is the whole they car injury the situation and the way Week 17 played out is they get to rest this week and then they have that game, which should be a cakewalk. Then you get the Chiefs or Steelers and really, I mean, only one difficult game stands between the Patriots and the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they're going to waltz to the championship game. Um, who do you got in this in this Texans Raiders game? And we don't need a big breakdown because we'll probably get back to that a little later. But who do you have in in, in that game? I guess Houston. I mean, it came out today. It's going to be Osweiler versus Cook. So not only are we getting backups, but we're getting third string guys. And the guy that got benched is coming back in too. Right. And not that Savage right. would have been much more exciting. Um, I mean, I like the way Cook threw the ball, but uh, I can't have any faith in him. I, I just look at the Texans' defense, and I like their defense better than Oakland's, and they're at home, so that's enough for me to go with Houston. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. Um, I I like this matchup for the Raiders on paper. I like the Ra- matchup for the Raiders on paper against Denver, and Denver punched them in the mouth. You know, the, the biggest thing I was worried about Derek Carr's injury was that they'd be flat with, with, without him because they were flat without him when he went out against Carolina for about a quarter and then against the Colts, and it continued against the Broncos. Look, look at this. They played about 72 minutes without since Carr's injury, 72 minutes, almost five quarters. They've been outscored 35-6. to six. They have nothing wow. without him. And that, those are great stats, and you're 100% right, and it shows the, how important he is and how well he's developed. But, man, and I think we talked about this last week, I need to see more out of Crabtree and especially Cooper, too. You know I mean? Yep. And Denver's past offense is historically good. I mean, so I think some people might be overreacting to the Raiders this past week because, man, I mean, nobody throws on Denver. But those guys haven't shown up at all lately, especially Cooper. I mean, Cooper needs to play like a star, bail, bail his quarterback out. And I, I don't see many people um, calling him out on it. Right. And it's been, a, it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? It's been over a month, I mean, since he's really been an impact player. Yeah, yeah. And if, do you see anything? Do you see any reason why he seems to not make, be making an impact? No, uh, I mean, I thought last year he very much hit the rookie wall and was not the explosive player that he was early in the season. You know, you see that from rookies a lot. Um, this year, I mean, he's struggling to get open more. A lot of drops still. I mean, the drop surprised me. He, coming, coming out of Alabama, I didn't think he would be a high drop guy, and he's had drops over both years. Um, but you would think, you know, he's adjusted to the NFL that he wouldn't be hitting a rookie wall. I, I hope it's not a theme that the last month of the season is a problem for him. 
Right. Yeah, interesting. Um, they didn't run the ball much either, and that and that certainly wasn't yeah. going to have to do against Houston. And, you know, I mean, the Broncos have a great run defense, excuse me, bad defense, but so did the uh, Texans. They're number two, so it's not going to be much easier this week. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think... I think Houston get, gets through and one of the least exciting playoff games in, of recent memory, maybe even distant memory. Okay, so that that goes chalk one, two, three, four in the divisional round. That would give us New England and Houston. Houston. I mean, New England in a walk, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I like the Patriots' chances in that one coming off a bye at home where they never lose. Yeah. Steelers-Chiefs could be Okay, a what about game. the other one? This now the, now the AFC playoffs gets a little interesting. I think there's two interesting games in the AFC playoffs. The AFC title game and two versus three. Um, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. How, how do you like that one? I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. You know, I think the bye week's big. I think the home field advantage is big. Uh, I like the way they're playing quite a bit, which isn't a knock on the Steelers at all. I think they're playing really well, too, but you know, someone will probably get dinged up this week in, for the Steelers, and you know they they, they the Chiefs are going to be resting this time, and they're at home. But uh, that could really go either way. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a strong feel for it. I mean, I haven't thought that far ahead of matchups and things, but right. I just we'll talk more about that next week, certainly. But sure, so you, you're you're learning, you're leaning Chiefs. I am leaning Chiefs. Can. Can Chiefs and again we we just want to do this real quick. Can Chiefs beat the Patriots? Yes, I think the Steelers could too. I mean, they're going to be a, a rightfully underdog in that game in New England, no matter what. Um, especially after New England demolishes Houston or Oakland, you know, uh, and you know they're 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 a juggernaut. I mean, but I think the Chiefs could be in that game. Big special teams play. They're such a big play team on both sides of the ball and on special teams that if they generate, you know, a two Tyreek Hill long touchdowns and a pick six from Eric Berry or, you know, something like that, uh, yeah, they could be. But, you know, I mean, the, the Patriots are the team that allows the fewest big plays. They're always solid on special teams, and Brady never makes a mistake. Right, right. Yeah, I, I have Pittsburgh beating the Chiefs. Just think that I think the Steelers may be just a little bit more dangerous this time of year, and then I have New England beating the the, the Steelers, but being competitive again. I think those last two games could be really good. So yeah. I, I, you know, no surprise we both have our early playoff prediction has New England going both. Let's head over to the NFC, which I think has a chance to be a lot more unpredictable, a lot more exciting games. Um, who do you like, Seattle, Detroit? Obviously, it's going to be Seattle because you just said you don't think Detroit can get much done. Yeah, and I'm a big Seattle believer, and I'm having a hard time you know, throwing them under the bus and forgetting about them, but I don't like how they've played lately either. You know, yeah. And it's not all Earl Thomas. It's more of the offense. But I just don't like I don't. I still don't see any advantages for Detroit. You know, like I said that when Detroit played Green Bay, that boy, where's the advantage for the Lions? And I just don't see it. I think they're maybe the worst defense in the playoffs. I love Stafford, but they have no running game. Their passing game's good, but it's not enough to 
compete with a big time you know, team on the road, in my opinion. But you look at the you know the Lions kind of came in with a whimper, but it's been a good year for them. They get a little playoff experience, and Stafford's been great. Uh, you know, I think they could come back next year and make some noise, but that, that's a tough matchup going to Seattle, even though Seattle's not playing well. They're still seven and one at home. Right, it's it's still Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you that you know I'm a big believer in Seattle Super Bowl choice back in August. But they're just—they haven't been right for a while, and, and you know they struggled in San Francisco last week. It's just—they just—they're not themselves for some reason, and I, and I don't know if that changes once you know the competition gets tough on the road, in, you know, in the playoffs. Um, but I certainly see them winning this week. Um, how about Green Bay Giants, four against five? I really respect the the Giants' defense, and I think they can slow things down. I mean, they're tough to play against, and, and in my opinion, that's probably the best defense in the in the postseason, and maybe the best defense in the league. Um, but Rodgers is playing really well, and yeah. I, I I think the Giants can give them a game. You know, I, I'm sure Green Bay is going to be favored, and everyone's going to look at it and say. You know, Rodgers is a stud. He's playing MVP level. But when I look at Giants games, I always look at – they're so Odell-centric that I always look at, can Odell go bonkers in this game? Can he blow up and have two touchdowns and 180 yards? Yeah, because the Packers' corners really aren't very good, and they're allowing big games to opposing receivers. And I also think something that hasn't been talked about enough either is – since Paul Perkins has become the, the the running back there, they're starting to actually generate a somewhat consistent ground game over that last month of the season. I mean, I can't pick Eli over Rodgers in Lambeau, but I don't think it's a great matchup for the Packers. Yeah, um, interesting, because the Packers' defense is susceptible still, isn't it? Very, especially against the Packs and on the perimeter. Yeah. yeah. And but Eli make enough plays. And came from Green Bay. He's very familiar with how they operate and you know their systems and how to defend it. And I, I don't think it's a wonderful matchup for Green Bay. Oh, interesting. You know, Rodgers is the la- in, since the last game in which he's thrown an interception, he's thrown eighteen touchdown passes. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, un- unreal. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Packers. So, I did. Are you saying Packers or Giants? No, I'm saying the Packers, but I don't think it's an easy one for them at all. Right. The, our best game, you think? For sure. Of, of uh, this weekend. Really the only. I hate to say it, but I think it's the only competitive game of the weekend. Really? I, that's yeah. I hope that's not true. I, I you know, because that, that sucks. Because when you only get four of them, you have to wait a whole week. Um, right. <laughs> hopefully. Houston and Oakland is competitive. I don't know if it's going well, to be pleasing to the eyeballs, but hopefully it's competitive. Yeah, I guess I said that wrong. Like, I don't think, you know, yeah. I picked Houston as the yeah, Maybe I mean, inter- entertaining, maybe. Right. I mean, I don't think they're going to win by 24. Right. You see Seattle, you see Seattle pounding the Lions? Yeah, I do. I, I think yeah. the Lions offense is a pro or defense is a problem, and I just don't think they're yeah. supposed to go on the road. Miami Steelers yeah. could be close, but I tend to think it won't be. Right. 
Yeah, maybe 10, 14 points there. Okay, so we move along and to the second round in the NFC where I think things are going to get really cooking. Um, that would be Green Bay against Dallas. Could be a great game. Could be. Could be a big problem game for the Dallas Cowboys, too. Here's a question for you. If you're a Cowboys fan, who do you want to win the Green Bay Giants game? Like, nobody wants to play against Rodgers right now, but their only two losses are against the Giants. Hell of a question. Yeah. Hell of a question. Yeah, I mean, they lost to the Eagles this week, but, you know, that that was with the B squad. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, that's, a, that's a hell of a question. I probably would rather play the Giants because I think the Cowboys would be a little bit more focused. Now, I know it's silly. It's the divisional round. You're going to be focused. But, I mean, all week that coaching staff is going to have. They beat us twice. We haven't beat them. Every mistake on the practice field, you can't do that because they beat us. So I, I think they'd be a little bit more sharper for for the Giants. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't want to face Rodgers, that's for sure, and I think he would yeah. you know, torture that defense, which I think is a decent defense. But um, I actually just wrote an article for FanRag about comparing the Cowboys right now to the Panthers of one year ago. As, you know, they were 15-1 going into the you – know, they were the one seed going into the playoffs – and the big thing I said was that Panthers defense is just so much better. <laughs> you know, I mean that they had Keekley and Norman and Short and Lulele and made tons of you know tons of big plays. And you know where I think Dallas's defense is adequate. I think you can win the Super Bowl with that. But if Green Bay or Atlanta or one of those type of teams is the opponent, they're going to let up yards. They're going to let up points. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I just I, I think that's such a fascinating situation for for the Cowboys because it's it's going to be tough either way. Um, I think the Packers would beat that. This is my prediction. I think Packers beat the Cowboys. Wow. And, and may, I don't know. I, I I'm not completely sold on the Cowboys. Sure. I just think the Packers got this thing rolling right now. And and what the hell? Why not? You know. Um, that would take us to Seattle at Atlanta. What would what be your thoughts of that game? That that could be an entertaining game as well. They had a great game earlier in the year this year. Yeah, I think it would be. And this one, I'm not avoiding the conversation at all, but I'd really like to see how Seattle plays in round one before I looked at this game because they're so mm-hmm. up and down that if they just dismantle the Lions, I might be convinced again and be back on the train to say, look out for the Hawks. You know, they're rolling. They might be the best team in the NFC. You know, when we talk one week from now, I might, I mean, I can envision the scenario where I say the Hawks might be, or the team to beat in the NFC after they beat up on the Lions. But as it stands today, I just think Atlanta's offense is too good at home. But I don't trust their defense at all. I mean, to me, it's right there with Detroit as the worst defense in the playoffs. They're going to have to win shootouts, and they're certainly equipped. You know, Ryan's playing really well, doesn't turn the ball over. They're at home. I'm sure they would be favored in that game, and I'm leaning towards Atlanta. But if by chance they can't protect Ryan well, I mean, that, that Seattle pass rush is still very formidable. I can see Seattle winning that game. Yeah. I, I think the second round of the NFC is going to be highly entertaining. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, give me who, – who do you think is going to – right now, who's going to the Super Bowl from the NFC? I don't. I guess I say Dallas, but I'm not convinced at all. 
You know, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not enamored with the defense. Uh, Dak's still a rookie. You know, I mean, uh, he's played really, really well. But uh, if they run into a team that they can't run all over, like the Giants, I could see them getting derailed. And I'm starting to lean towards you that the Packers could win this game and then go to Dallas and knock them off. And if they do, I'd have a hard time betting against Green Bay. So I'm going to say Green Bay. I'm going to say Green Bay to England Super Bowl. I'm in on that. That'd be awesome. I was yeah, just thinking about that earlier. I mean, you know, Brady, Rogers, Super Bowl, I think it's about time. Yeah, that'd be you know, historic, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um but I think it's going to be Atlanta. So, obviously, we both aren't sold on the number one seed in the NFC, and I don't know why I'm not. Um, I, I, I guess I don't know. Because I, I'm a believer in Dak Prescott because I think everybody's waiting for his implosion, but if he's going to implode, I think he already would have. And I just he's just been too damn cool to totally blow a playoff game. He may not be great. But I don't know if he's going to blow it up. Yeah, and I don't think he will either. I mean, I don't think he's going to throw three picks and, you know, have a hard time completing passes. But my thoughts on him are more along the lines of if he if his defense is not stopping people, can he put 28, 30, 35 on the board in the NFC Championship game and keep up with Ryan or Rodgers? Yeah, so it might just become just Dallas' defense not being able to keep up with another offense. Right. I mean, I feel like Atlanta is a great pick. I think they could win the Super Bowl. I think they could go to the Super Bowl. But in order to do so, I think they have to put a – you know, they're going to be in shootouts. And if that means a shootout against Dallas, can Dak keep up? You know, can they totally take the air out of the ball and run it like crazy and still keep up with the Falcons points-wise? I don't know. But, I mean, they're really good. I mean, their offense is great, but uh, I, I just have a little bit of question. I mean, I'd like to see it from them first. So, to recap, you have Packers, Patriots. I have Falcons, Patriots. I think that would be aesthetically pleasing to everybody, either matchup. Um, and, obviously, the NFC playoffs is way more intriguing than the AFC playoffs, especially this weekend. Yes, for sure. Um, I really am looking forward to one of these three games much more than the other. Like you said, I think there's two big games on the horizon in the AFC, whoever New England plays in the AFC Championship most likely, and Chiefs versus Steelers. Um, But the second round on, I mean, I I really only see one bad game in the NFC, is I think Detroit gets stomped. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Is there any... uh, is there any particular matchup this weekend that you're intrigued by, even though you may not be intrigued by the games themselves? Is there a offense-defense matchup, receiver-corner that you're really keeping your eye on? Um, I, I certainly think the whole Packers offense versus Giants defense in basically every phase is really exciting, but particularly their secondary Landon Collins against Jared Cook, who's been really good for them. Um, is it going to be Jenkins, who's supposed to be back? Is he going to go on Nelson, who's you know really established himself as a number one? And then you get probably Apple on Adams. That's a good matchup, too, two younger guys. 
So that whole passing game is intriguing to me. Um, I, and I like the Giants' defensive line, but I don't think – I think what the, what hurts them there is the Packers' protection is just so good. And uh, I'm not sure that Green Bay – will try to run the ball a whole heck of a lot, you know, against Harrison and that, that really good front, that it'll be a Rodgers game as usual, but I think the protection is going to be the key. Yeah. But it sounds like we were, that's the game we really have to pay attention to. I thought that was going to be the Saturday night game. You know, I really did. New York team, yeah. the Packers. Um, I, I was a little surprised by Seattle-Detroit because, I mean, usually the Saturday night game in the playoffs is the premier game. I didn't even put two and two together on that. But, I mean, usually the first game's the worst game, correct? And they got that one right. And they nailed that. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, man, it, it's so, so, it's just not going to be any fun to watch. And I feel bad for Raider fans because, you know, I, I do a Raider podcast and, you know, I cover them closely. And, and they're rightfully so. They should be so excited in the playoffs for 14 years, and they had a chance. I I don't think they were going to get. I don't think they were going to get past the divisional round, but they would have been exciting, and there would have been an an interesting out, and their games would have been interesting, and they're not. There's nothing to be excited about right now. Yeah, and maybe they would ended up with a bye, and maybe Kansas City or Pittsburgh, if it was laid out differently would have went to New England and knocked them off, and then all of a sudden the Raiders are hosting the AFC Championship game. You know, I mean, that, that's yeah. not all that far-fetched. No, I mean, it, it was it was heading that way, at least to be in position for that way, and now it's blown up, and and you just got to hope for Connor Cook. I mean, could we see Cook do some things? I mean, he threw some decent balls, and his – you know, his ball security wasn't very good, but he'll improve upon that. I mean, that was his first NFL action. And he said after the game, we were running plays that I've never run before in practice because <laughs> this dude's a third-string guy. You don't get any sure. run, you know. Donald yeah, Penn says the first time I heard his voice was last week when he ran with the ones just, you know, as the backup for a couple of plays. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. I mean, because it's all so new and, you know, you, you got to think as a coaching staff, you're just trying to get McGloin ready as much as you can, give him every rep. He's not, he hasn't gotten many reps with the ones either. And now all of a sudden you go to the three immediately, and it's rough. But, I mean, he fell in the draft. He has talent. I mean, he throws the ball well. I think he throws the ball better than McGloin. Uh, he has talent. I mean, uh, I was told he fell in the draft because of personal reasons. People, he's not very likable. You know, people don't want, they want to be around him. And um, not that he's a bad guy, but he's just not, you know, people that – that's why he fell is for more character reasons than his play. So, I don't know. Could he be a Jay Cutler-like career? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you know, and maybe he does. First unlikable a... quarterback you could think of. Right. right. <laughs> and he's not as talented as Cutler, but he, he, Cutler's the one that came to mind. I, I wish that they weren't playing such a good pass defense, though. You know, that I wish they were playing an average pass defense instead of two weeks in a row for Connor Cook to go Denver, Houston, that's a rough slate. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be, they're going to have to run the ball. And I know this isn't a, a, a betting podcast, but I sure don't like that over in that game, I'll tell you that. Right, no doubt. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a just a, a little slugfest. And, you know, I mean, Texans, last year they, they got beat 30-0 at home in the playoffs. So I don't even want to see them either, you know. No, not at all. I mean, their quarterback situation is as bad. Horrible. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, Matt Moore is by far the best of those three, right? I mean, Miami's situation doesn't look that bad compared to the other two teams. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah, they, I mean, I think Moore's a quality quarterback, although it's a little tough to judge. I mean, I liked him a lot before he got before he had this big stretch of never playing. And he's looked okay since. He's not bashful. I think he's going to read defenses and move the ball better than these other guys. I mean, it wouldn't blow me away if if Miami won that game. If that offense really, you know, Ajayi and those weapons had a big game, it would. I'm not calling for it, but you know, I, I think he could win a playoff game. No, could this be an Ajayi, Livian Bell masterpiece? Could they? Be, could that be the game plan for both teams? Just grind it out with those two dudes. I think it almost has to be for Miami, and he had huge success against the Steelers when they played the first time. I mean, that that was his breakout game, over 200 yards. Um, for the Steelers, I think you look at it that way because Miami's run defense is so bad, but I also don't think they have any kind of answer for Antonio Brown. Right. You know, right, so the Steelers have green. options. They, the Steelers are going to be able they're, they're going to be able to play Steeler football. Yeah, you know, and and they're in a one thing away, I think they'll sure. hit you hard with another superstar. Now, he had 200 yards against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's run defense is better now, isn't it? Oh, for sure. You know, they're they're playing three young guys, their first three draft picks. All those guys have gotten better, um, and not to mention Miami doesn't have Pouncey now either. You know, that was the best and healthiest their line had been during that stretch. I like Ajayi a lot, though. I think Ajayi's not a flash in the pan at all. Yeah, you said that before. You said that he, he was yeah. injured, and that's why he dropped. He could be yeah. a, a serious player. Cool. And you know, I want, and it's kind of a weird way to end this show because it's not about a guy playing this week, but I, I don't want to forget about it. He's a guy that just flashes to me every time I see him at a, at a non-flash position. But Chris Jones, that second-round defensive, defensive tackle from the Chiefs, is he going to be in the next dominant guy? He seems to always make plays. I want, I've just been wanting to ask you about him. Yeah, he's been a really nice addition for those guys. One of the better defensive rookies for sure. Um, doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Really talented. Pass rush ability. You know, like they've had a pretty good three-man defensive line, but none of those guys are really upfield players. He's a little more explosive and upfield and pass rush guy, long arms, than they've had there of late. He's been a real nice addition for those guys, and, and he won't even get into consideration or hardly get any votes, but I don't think he's all that far off the pace for defensive rookie of the year. I mean, but it's going to go to Bosa, and rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that the AFC's got some defensive players these days. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, and I like Jalen Ramsey a lot, too, another rookie in the AFC. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Well, all right, well, hey, next week we will talk more about Maybe there'll be a coaching hire or two. Maybe there'll be another dismissal or two. And we'll get to the round. We're going to get to some meaty playoff football next week. So can't wait to talk about it, Matt. Thanks for listening to No Relation NFL podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Take care. Enjoy the playoff rounds. Thanks a lot, Matt. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.